Hi, welcome to our study of patterns found in God's Word. Today I want to look at 2 John. This is the matrix, this is the breakdown as we put it into the fruits of the Holy Spirit to help understand the book a little deeper than what we normally do. 2 John to me is a letter that's written to the churches, universal, and he's talking about universal love. Not just loving locally, but he wants us to understand that we need to love everybody. And let's take a look at what he's saying here. First of all, it's the elder to the chosen. Eklakos is seen in Ephesians 1.4. Just as he chose us before him, before the foundation of the world, we would be holy and blameless before him. Chosen before the foundation of the world, predestined to be adopted as sons. What's he saying here is that the chosen, God knew before he created this world that he was going to send his son, and his son was going to die for the forgiveness of men. He was going to establish the church, and all those who responded to the death of his son and got into the church, those are the ones that are chosen. Not individual people like Rob, Bill, Fred, you know. He's talking about those that respond to the gospel are those that will be predestined. And you need to get a good handle on that one. The elder to the chosen lady. The word curios is Lord. And if you're married to the Lord, you're called a lady. Curia is that uh, female portion. So we can see he's talking to the church. But not one in particular is he identifying because he wants us to understand it's a universal letter that's coming out. I love you as does everyone who knows the truth. All Christians love all Christians worldwide. All churches love all churches worldwide. This is the point that he's trying to get to. Now, because of this modern day and age with all the churches that we see in the world, I need to make this point here, and that's Acts 2.38. When they said, what must we do to become, you know, what must we do to be saved? Peter said, repent and let each of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. To be a Christian, you have to be baptized as an adult, not as a child, an adult, full immersion for the forgiveness of your sins. You need to understand that intellectually you're obeying God, and when you come up, your sins are gone, they're forgiven, and you have now the Holy Spirit, and you're added to the body of Christ, which is the kingdom of God. If you do not understand that, you're not a Christian. If you're not baptized, you're not a Christian. So when I say all Christians, I mean all Christians who understand that they've been baptized for forgiveness of their sins. People can call themselves Christians, but they're only fooling themselves because they haven't investigated what the Word of God teaches. And the same applies to all churches. There's all kinds of churches out there, but it's only those that I'm referring to here, all churches love all churches, and that John's referring to, is those that teach baptism for the forgiveness of sins. If they don't teach baptism for, for the forgiveness of sins, you're not putting people into the kingdom. You're not a church. Okay? All Christians love all Christians, and all churches love all churches. For the sake of the truth which abides in us, John 8, 31, 32, if you abide in my word, then you're truly my disciples, and you'll know the truth. The truth will set you free. And it's with us forever. Now, this is an interesting verse, Matthew 24, 35. Heaven and earth will pass away. My words will not pass away. You'll hear people today say, how can we know we've got the word of God? This is a promise from Christ that his word is going to be with all generations right through to the end. We know we've got the word of God. But do you have the faith to believe it? But it's with us. It's inside of us. You can't just love somebody today and not tomorrow. You can't just love these people and not those people. The word is within us, okay? And it abides with us forever. 
Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God in truth and love. If I stay in the word of God in truth and I practice it, love, then I've got grace, mercy, and peace. So in this text, verse 1 through verse 3, John is showing how important it is to stay within the word of God. If you continue to trust the word of God, love's going to grow. And that's an important factor. You've got to kick that off right off the bat. Then he says, I greatly rejoice to find your children walking in truth, just as we receive commandment from, from, to do from the Father. So now he's saying, great joy when we see obedience. And that's what we understand. When you obey the word of God, you're going to have joy in your life, and you're going to put joy in the lives of other people. Now I ask you, lady, not as though I was writing to you a new commandment, but the one which we've had from the beginning, that we love one another. Now you understand, Jesus said that, you know, in John 13, 34, 35, that we love one another. But, but, but that Jesus said, but John here is saying the church in, in Ephesus needs to love the church in Galatia, which loves the church in Rome, which loves. It doesn't matter where you are in this world. We need to love one another. I, I think what he sees is that the churches love the congregation and the people within, but they're not opening their vision to see everybody else. And that's the commandment that we have. And here comes the patience. This is love that we walk according to his commandment. This is the commandment, just as you heard from the beginning, you should walk in it. If a member of this congregation sins, I need to go to him if I see him in sin, one-on-one -on -one and talk to him about that sin. If he doesn't still understand and, and we can't agree, then two or more join me and we can work on it. And then it goes before the church if he refuses to listen to what the word of God has to say. That's how I need to treat people here. I can't slander him. I can't start gossiping saying, you know what he did? You know what she's doing? I cannot go about that within the church. And I think people can see that. But we have to obey the commandments universal. I cannot say, did you know what they're doing in the church over here? Do you know what that minister said? Do you know what that eldership is doing? What am I doing? I'm slandering. I'm, I'm gossiping about other congregations. I cannot do that. That takes self-control. But I've seen, heard in the past, maybe guilty of, and we cannot practice that. We cannot do those things. If you've got nothing good to say about somebody, don't say it. If somebody comes to me and starts to con uh, gossip about somebody else, I'll say, well, the two of us will go to that person, and then you can tell that person and myself what you're saying. And that shuts people down. Well, we need to shut people down about talking about the body of Christ, the church of Christ, because some church is caught up in an error. Some church is caught up in a sin. Does that condemn them totally? Are they eternally lost because of they use one cup, because of they have a musical instrument, because of? Or do we go to them? Do we try to help them through something? Do we pray for their salvation? Do we get concerned? Is it a... You know, how serious is the issue, and how are we treating them as far as the brotherhood's concerned? Now, he identifies deceivers who have gone into the world, those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver. The anti you want to talk about somebody, you start talking about the Antichrist, the person who says that Jesus didn't come in the flesh. Because if Jesus doesn't come in the flesh, he didn't die on the cross. Didn't die on the cross, there's no forgiveness. There's no shed blood. We mouths would just walk away from it all. That person is a deceiver, antichrist. That person you need to identify. But, but, but a church that has a, a small sin problem, and I shouldn't say small, but has a sin problem, 
He's saying, watch yourselves and that you do not lose what we have accomplished, but that you may receive a full reward. Because if you start to gossip, if you start to talk about church is universal, if you're starting to treat other people differently because they come from this church or that church, because you've heard, you're going to lose that which we've accomplished. Because you're going to get caught up in sin. You see, faithfulness is those that do not go too far. And, you know, anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching has both the Father and the Son. And what he teaches me how to treat my brother and sister in the local church applies to the universal church. And how I treat the local church is how I treat all churches. And I've got to always treat them with full respect, without slander. That's the message that I'm picking up that's coming out of 2 John. Now, here's the key to this whole book, and that is, if anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house and do not give him a greeting. For the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. So if somebody's coming to you and he's slandering the church over here, he's slandering the minister over here, he's saying things, you have to say, whoa, I don't entertain such and if I do entertain, then I'm also participating. And if we get into a, a thing about gossiping about this church and gossip about that person or, or, you know, people from a distance, love falls to the wayside and we fall out of grace is the thing that we need to see. You need to tell that person, you need to repent. This is not the way we need to be. Maybe we were in the past. Maybe this has happened before, but it can't continue. We have to put a stop to any of this sort of foolishness. John is very concerned with the love that everybody has for other churches. And people are going to have a sin problem. People are going to struggle. And unless you've gone to them, and unless you've talked to, to them about it, then you, may, you can help the situation. But you have no right to start to gossip to other people about the things that are going on in other places. That's simply wrong, and that's simply ungodly. That's what John is addressing. Oh, and by the way, he says, for self-control, I have many things to write to you because you do have some problems, but I do not want to do so with paper and ink. I hope to come to you and speak face to face and so that your joy may be made full. You know, I've heard these things about you guys or you individually, your congregation, but you know what? I'm not going to write a letter because emails, letters do not communicate my feelings, my emotions, and I can't see your feelings and your emotions. So I'm going to have the courage and the boldness and the self-control to go from this country to this country, and we're going to talk about the things you're struggling with. And we'll get these things taken care of. But until then, I still what? I still love you. As a matter of fact, the children of your chosen sister greet you. That's the congregation where he's writing from. They greet you, the children, because children make mistakes. Children struggle, but they don't hold grudges. They don't condemn others. And that's what John is getting on to all of us about. You be careful in what you say. You're careful in what you say about the local church, but you be careful in what you say about the church worldwide, the church in the neighboring city, the church in the, neighboring in, in the next neighborhood, because that kind of gossip takes away the love of God from your life, and it leaves you empty and void. This is the breakdown. It's universal love that John's trying to get us to think about. Here's the, the coded way to look at the book. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness. And then, of course, John, the second John is book 63. And I believe the fruit that he is focusing in on is what? Is gentleness. If anyone comes to you and doesn't bring this teaching, he's not talking about the Antichrist. 
He's talking about those that are gossiping about the, the church. We understand the Antichrist, and nobody's going to be entertaining anybody like that. But he's talking local, local church and, and how I look at the world church, right? Well, that's Second John. Thanks for watching.